Welcome to the ninth episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and alongside me, I have my co-host and executive chef, Adrian Pinter. How's it going, buddy? General Kenobi, it's going quite well. How art thou? I'm great. That's cool. Well, I'm okay. Uh, what's wrong, pal? No, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. So, what's going on? Anything new? Uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty tired. Like, I'm sleep-deprived. Uh, you know, as, a new, as a new father right. of a lovely young lady... It's tiring. It's it's tiring. I I had about four hours of sleep last night. You know, this little Ellie, she's a crazy little dog. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned play. it was a dog because I don't think you got there yet. And no. I, th- I think that was important. Yeah. For the I listeners guess. just tuning in. That's the, um, if I recall, the uh, Great Dane uh, German Shepherd mix, right? No, no. She's a Golden Retriever Great Pyrenees mix. Ah, right, right. The Pyrenees or however you pronounce that breed of dog. But she's, uh, she's fantastic. She's incredibly adorable. I already see her growing. We've only had her for about two weeks now, and she's already grown a bit. She's a chunky little unit. Um, chunky little unit. Yeah. She loves he, she loves eating food. She's like, nom, 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 nom. Just her, like, foods. Her cute little crunches coming from her mouth as she eats the food. Uh, but, yeah, she's really adorable. I really enjoy spending time with her. However, she gets up a lot. During the know? night. Uh, and during the day, apparently. Oh. So, well, I'd imagine so. Yeah, I hope so. You know, it's fact. like essentially, it's like an hour burst of energy, and then she'll sleep for two hours, and then an hour burst of energy, sleep for two hours, give or take a bit, and that persists throughout the night as well. So it's a little bit tiring. You know, I'll play with her until about like midnight or something. Or well, she usually she'll fall asleep around nine, wake up around eleven, play with her until about midnight or maybe twelve thirty. And then she'll fall asleep. And then during that time, I'll try to do something for myself. So last night, I played a little bit of Ghost Tsushima as an example. Ah, the Um, Sucker Punch made game for the PlayStation 4. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get back into it. But yeah, I played that for a bit. And then I was getting ready for bed. And as soon as I pretty much put my head on the pillow, she just got up again. So I took her out on a quick walk. She peed. Took a shit, <laughs> brought her back inside, fell asleep pretty quickly, and then I went to bed. She woke me up around 5.30, took her out on another walk, took another shit, peed again. This little dog, she poos a lot. She pees a lot. Small bladder. Inside? In, inside of her? No, yeah, inside the Yeah, like the bladder the house. is inside of her. No, I got that part. Yeah. I, I figured the bladder was inside the dog. Um, She pees in the house occasionally. However, Still, any, any, any luck with... I mean, like, she's getting better but like i don't think she really understands it takes a while to potty train a dog however i don't know anytime she wakes up i just bring her outside and pretty much every hour i'll take her outside briefly unless we're sleeping she's been pretty good at like understanding as soon as we go outside she just pees she's only like took a shit in the house a couple times one time it was when she was sleeping i went to take a shower during my shower she woke up and just dropped a deuce in the middle of her bedroom so that was kind of like, ah, damn. That's kind of my fault. I should have just woken her up and taken her on a walk and then right. taken my shower. But it doesn't matter. Anyways, other than that, she's been really good. She knows how to shake a paw. She knows how to sit. We're teaching her to uh, lay down. She knows come here. So she's a smart little cookie. Very adorable. But again, quite tired. Gotcha. Fun, funny story, actually, unrelated to the dog. So I was driving to your home 
And in the parking lot where I usually park just a just a couple like just just a down block the road. Away. Yeah, sure. like a block away in yeah, the yeah. little plaza. Do you say plaza or plaza? Both. Depending on my mood. Yeah. Uh anyway, either I'm, one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with plaza. And I go into the plaza and there is a car, the exact same car I drive. Like I, I drive it. No, the exact same car I drive parked in the spot I usually park. Weird. It was it was incredibly eerie. I was like going in and I was like, what in the heck? Because it was the only car in the parking lot. It's the exact same model of Maybe car. Maybe it was a version of you that's perhaps traveled like through time. Going backwards? Maybe. Oh my goodness. I, we could be talking about time inversion. I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> Tenet. I'm not sure. Anyway, so uh, yeah, that's other than that. Pretty whatever week, you know, just worked and, you know, took care of Ellie. Just watched some things. I feel like the world just keeps getting worse. Uh, yeah. Am I wrong? No, it's just been, it's been a long, it's, it's been a really it's, long year. It, there are some bright spots. People keep yeah. saying, like, I want 2020 to end, but I'm not sure that this, do I want it to end? Because I want this to clear up first. Because then it's just going to carry on to 2021. Yeah, it's like What's people, the point of this? Yeah, it's like if people assume that when gonna New be like Year's wall. happens, it's like, oh, thank oh, goodness. The door shuts. That's Now over. it's... You know, sunshine and rainbows. That's the dumbest shit I ever heard. It's like, come on, man. That's really dumb. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's kind of like the idea of like New Year's resolutions. Do you ever make a New Year's resolution? No, not not legitimately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you do then. No. <laughs> you do make re- them. Not in recent years. Oh. It's not that it's bad necessarily. I just feel like I feel like a lot of people fall off them. Like the, yeah. the classic one is like the gym. Oh, I'm going to hit up the gym. And every year, like January is just packed. Yeah, it's brutal. And like, if you actually go to the gym, like you usually before COVID, you went to the gym pretty regularly. I miss, yeah, I miss it. I don't know. I'm, I'm like, gyms are open now, but it's weird. Like, for one, the showers are closed for obvious reasons. Yeah. So that immediately removes me going before work. Right. And then I can go after work, but I don't know if. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I could go after work, but by that point, I'm usually just like, oh, I just want to go home. Mm. I'm tired. I want to hang out with my dog. You know, as well, a now, new, as a new father, a new father, yeah, the new father. Well, I pretty much got Ellie what two weeks after the gyms reopened, not even right. So, uh, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, it sounds 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 correct. So I didn't really have an opportunity. It's hard to keep track of what's open and not open. Yeah, man, it's kind everything of, is open now. I think I think it like quite literally to some extent. Open. Like there's always a there's always some kind of caveat. Yeah, with, with everything. What's uh, there with you? Uh, not not too much. No, the news from yesterday. We're filming this on a Saturday. Was just tragic. I just feel like the Chadwick Boseman passing away. Like, yeah. I feel like everyone who's listening to the podcast has definitely heard this happened. I I just, I thought it was not real. To be quite honest, I saw this in my feed. And it's, you know you know how you get trending topics of somebody who passes away? Yeah, like those Morgan Freeman ones that you get, like, that you see every, like, couple months, you know? Yeah, which is, it's like, how, how messed up do you have to be to, like, pretend someone to dies? To start this Anyways. in the first place. Well, then you know what happens on Twitter, though? I feel like if you go through, if you sift through, and it's like, I saw that Morgan Freeman, hashtag Morgan Freeman died, and I thought it was real. Turns out it isn't. You just, you just made this more popular, yeah. you fool. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's just, again, it's just so tragic. It was heartbreaking, legitimately. I didn't, I honestly, I thought he was younger than 40, 43. Yeah. Which, honestly, 43 is way too young anyway. Yeah, but he just seemed like such out. a young guy anyway. I thought he was in his 30s. And then he's 43 and he passed away like colon cancer. Like he's been battling it for like four years. Yeah. Which means that that's when he was filming like Avengers and Black Panther. Yeah. Like, and nobody knew. Like, I mean, that, that, well, some people knew, I'm sure, but it wasn't knows. public knowledge. Yeah. They, they kept it secret for, I'm sure, on his, like, you know. Yeah, like request. his ass. Good for him. Uh, just, 
Oh man, for, he was like uh, seems to be like such a positive light for all the people that knew him. Like we obviously we have no connection at all. Like we don't know him. No, at all. but the like, idea of like I don't know how highly like someone like Robert Downey Jr. or you know uh, any of these directors directors like the Russo brothers talk of him. I don't know. It's just it's so sad. It's sad. This is just the worst year. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I honestly don't even really know what to say. But yeah, it's just it's a shitty situation. Yeah. Um. We'll uh, we'll move into show corrections then. Sounds uh, good. We'll do uh, two corrections. Really, one's a correction that you you know you made a terrible mistake, and I, I never made, make mistakes. I didn't really make a mistake. I just want to clarify something. Just from last week, there was a there's a moment in the montage. I'm just uh, I'll get into that in a moment. But what was the correction of the grand grand mistake that you made last week? So Adrian? it's not my fault. Oh no, of course, because it's never my fault. Yes. However, uh, there's a movie that came out called Get Duked formerly known as Boys in the Wood. It actually stealth released this past Friday, which is August the 28th. It's an Amazon original movie. It's on there right now. I actually checked uh, before coming over. It was supposed to come out earlier in the year. I actually watched the trailer for this. I feel like it was supposed to come out during one of our first episodes. But again, I didn't add it into the movie's releasing because it got delayed. Right. Uh, the movie actually looks absolutely hilarious. So I, I, I do want to watch this at some point. However, yeah, so it wasn't on Movie Insider last week. And then when I looked on Movie Insider this week and other websites to kind of figure out what movies are coming out this week, I noticed that Get Duked was put on the list for last week. So I was uh, I was shocked. Let me just tell you, I was shocked. Shocked at your mistake. Shocked at the uh, state of the world and how it screwed me over like that. I see. It's not my fault. It's because of 2020. It's because of 2020. Okay. You, you know you know what episode never had a single mistake? Our best episode we ever recorded. That's never Yeah, yeah, the sixth episode. Yeah. The, the best sixth episode. episode that nobody got to hear because we had to re-record it. Exactly. Yeah, do a do Honestly, that, that's the greatest podcast ever I don't. Recorded. I don't know. I kind of liked what the, how the sixth episode, it kind of was really a lot of hijinks with Frederick the Fly and, you know, the oh, fly yeah. that kept bothering us. Yeah. I don't know. It was an okay episode, but it, it was. wasn't nearly as good as the episode that we had recorded previously, which Correct. was arguably maybe the best podcast ever made in the history of planet Earth. Yeah, I honestly feel bad for everyone that is never going to hear it. We didn't even get to hear it back. I know. It is sad. But me experiencing it during that time is a memory I'll never forget. I forget that entire podcast. Sorry, not forget. I remember that entire podcast word for word. Okay, cool. Um, my uh, correction is actually not much of a correction, as I just mentioned. It's a clarification. Oh, classic. I've heard this one before. In fact, it's not not really. I mean, it's probably your, also your mistake. But it's my it's, mistake. So the montage, uh, the montage, I I, I read out uh, a little, a little, little snippet of the news, like we do during the the montage sequence of our show, where I specifically said that according to website The Verge, Warner Brothers animated show Animaniacs is officially being rebooted on the Disney-owned Hulu streaming service with Steven Spielberg producing. And you said, I don't know if you recall. No. Oh, you don't recall or you said no? I'm sorry. No, I don't recall. I was like setting you up to say it and you said no. I, no. Anyways, uh, <laughs> you, you said, I don't even know what that is. And I, I'm just here to ask you live. Live. That's right. We do this live. Yeah, live. This is live. Live on Saturday, prior to it airing on Monday. I'm just asking you. Do you know what Animaniacs is? Is Animaniacs the one where they where the song lists all the countries or whatever? It's different from Pinky and the Brain, correct? Well, Animaniac, Pinky and the Pinky. First of all, it's Pinky and the That's Brain. That's what I said. Pinky and the Brain is within Animaniacs. It's part of it. It's actually oh, their characters in that show. Sort of. It's like almost like a. 
I don't know how they they connect in. It's like ways. the MCU. It is from 1993 to 1998. So I, I was wondering maybe if it was like before your time and you legitimately didn't know. But it sounds like you do know because you just said it with with Pinky and the. So brains. I know I I'm, yeah I knew about it all of it all of it. Oh, okay, I'm just checking. I think I was just checking. But so Pinky and the Brain is in its own show. It's not its own show. No, it's part oh, of they're Animaniacs. In Animaniacs. Yeah, yeah, they're part of it. Okay, then I knew this all along. There's Thank other you. shows within that show in a way, and that there's other characters that are like recurring. There's o- more characters. Time. Yep, there, there are. But yeah, it's uh, it like features Yakko, Wacko, and Dot, and they're like these cat dog like creatures. Yeah, you you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I do. They live in the Warner Brothers Tower, which is the which is the most. It's such an iconic Warner Brothers thing. The reason I bring this up as well is because I just wanted to bring up. I, I mean, I didn't make this a news story last week, but I just feel like it's really strange. Because it's featured, I don't know if you remember what I just said, but I just said it's featured on Hulu. It's literally a Warner Brothers tower these things live in. Hulu is owned by Disney. Mm. And Warner Brothers is not owned by Disney, as we know. So I was very confused when I saw this. I didn't understand. And I just wanted to bring that up and just think, I don't know, just ask you what you think of that. It's a little strange, no? So did Disney get the rights to Animaniacs at some point? Has it always been a Warner Brothers property? Did Warner Brothers just license out Animaniacs Maybe to Disney? Maybe temporarily. That that like the Harry Potter happen. thing with NBC. It seems Peacock. like that, but they're making the show again. It's not like they're just putting it on. Like they're not taking the 1993 oh. to 1998 show. They're making it again. Do you think it's going to be in the Disney Tower? Do you think they're just going to no, change the I tower? No, I think that they don't own the rights completely. Like from oh. what I read, Warner Brothers still owns the rights. They just have the licensing for placing it on Hulu. But Warner Brothers owns HBO Max. So you're right. I think it is like Harry Potter. But I just think that it's the weirdest thing because literally it's their marketing with the Warner Brothers Tower on a Disney property. Imagine it was on Disney+. Plus. I don't think that would ever happen. I just think that's weird. And I I just wondered if you knew about Animaniacs. I feel like Hulu isn't as widely known as a Disney service. That's true. You know what I mean? Like I feel like because you and I, we're in this industry. We're, you know, yeah, we're, oh yeah, we're, we're in, in the, the deep, we're in the deep end, deep in oh, this wow. industry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously we know those. That. Yeah, others are just scratching the surface. Well, some we, people don't even know uh, yeah. what Hulu is. I imagine. Yeah, that's true. And and let let alone the amount of people that do know about it, they probably don't even know that it's owned by Disney. I would say at least eighty percent of the people don't know that Hulu is owned by Disney. Possibly. possibly. No, I think that's a fact. I think that's a fact. You think it's a fact? I'm. Pr- I'm, I'm, I'm. You're not gonna get. Are you guaranteeing like, it's a fact though? I'm 80 percent sure that it's a fact. That, you're. That, <laughs> I'm 80 percent sure that 80 percent of people aren't aware that Hulu is a Disney property. I don't know what the math is on that, like statistic wise, but okay, I'll, yeah. I'll accept it. I'll allow it. Thank you. Thank you. Cool, man. Cool. Super cool, dude. Let's uh, let's reach back into the you know the classic mailbag for a moment here, shall we? We okay. ask our listeners to write into us with comments, questions, and corrections by way of Twitter or by email to splitfocuspodcast at gmail.com. And Cabin Snass wrote into us and said, Hey, Simon and Adrian, what Hello. is your biggest movie theater pet peeve? Love, Cabin Snass. Do I only, can I only say one? Or can I'll I just do yeah, multiple. This is, What's this the biggest? Free-for-all. I know the Cabin Snass usually writes into us with, typically. Yeah, like... With, one or the other, like well, would you rather type scenarios? Yeah. But no, this is this seems open to me. But it's biggest. No, oh, yeah, you're right. You know, you you do whatever you want. Though. This is our show. <laughs> this isn't Kevin Snass. Should we go right back to Kevin Snass? What did you mean? Yeah. What did you mean by biggest? 
No, no. Um, what, what, you, you sure pick your biggest one, and then we can maybe discuss others. Your runner, I think runners my up. biggest one is is bringing a baby into a theater. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a my. Rough one. That, I think that's my biggest one. It's like, what was the last time that happened to you? Like, what um, movie were you watching? So this is, this is going back. Black Panther, oddly enough. Oh, I remember the opening night of Black Panther. Yeah, and it was like the first showing, and this family comes in, two people with a freaking baby saddle. What do you call those things? The baby saddles, carriages, but it doesn't have wheels. You know, baby basket. What is it called? I don't know now. You know when somebody <laughs> you ever have it when somebody tries to guess a word for like a long period of time, and now then you can't guess yeah. it. Like I would have got it if you. If you just kind of did that, you did a hand motion. You can't see that uh, yeah. audience, but he did like a mime motion. I probably would have maybe got it, but now I don't got it. It's a baby. I basket. would have just maybe said baby basket, but baby uh, basket. Baby, okay, let's baby just say basket. baby basket with baby basket as baby our basket. final answer, and then continue. Go on. So yeah, they come in just before the movie starts. They're late. They're crawling over people in the back row like idiots, and they sit down. Movie just starts like quite literally the fr- like this baby's quiet, <laughs> and then all of a sudden the movie begins. With uh, with the Marvel like <laughs> that's all the Marvel panels going. Yeah, what a great what a great intro. I, I agree. And then this baby just starts crying right away. Yeah, right away. Like ah, I don't remember that. I think we were in the same theater. Were we? I think so. We saw there Black were like two seats the behind theater. us. I remember it huh. specifically that it was that movie with that baby. And I, I just remember I was like, I want to take your baby outside and leave it in the cold. That's kind of sad. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm hoping that the parents would follow. It is a weird movie to bring a child into. Yeah. Like, there's going to be loud noises. That, the, like, the sound in that movie is very good. It was in the AVX theater, too. It oh, was, no. It was literally, well, yeah, 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 it was yeah. literally in the loudest That makes sense. <laughs> the no, we, we saw theater. that. We saw that in the same theater, yeah. for sure. Yeah. That, Anyways, that is a strange choice. Frustrating. That would be a pretty strange. Yeah, that's probably my biggest one. Wow. What is yours? We've sat beside people before that just... Like smell? No, no. That just uh, talk and laugh at things that aren't funny. Oh, I know exactly. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, when we watched, uh, was it Infinity War? Infinity War. We saw it in IMAX. Yeah. After we saw it in AVX first, I think Mm. we saw it. Yeah, we went to where did we go? Mississauga. Yeah, Mississauga. Cinemax Theater. We tried to because I wanted to show you because we initially went to that same year or the year before. We went to see Dunkirk. Mm And I was explaining to you like that we saw that in, in IMAX and Landmark Cinemas in Kitchener, Ontario. And it's just not the same. That theater was worse than an AVX. I legitimately think that. I don't know if you agree. I just yeah, find I mean, that... I mean, it was a slightly bigger screen, I guess. There's more... Yeah, but a little bit, a little bit taller. But there was a crackle in the speaker during the entire yeah. movie for Dunkirk. I think it has something to do with the fact that Dunkirk's sound editing was, was Stellar. very... It was beefy. so good it's that it ruined the speakers. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I never went back to Landmark because of this, I feel like. But I was disappointed. I feel like mm. IMAX, in general, is just not created equal. There's no, there's a standardization, I think, in certain elements. But certain elements are not standardized. And it's problematic. It would be nice if the, all of the theaters had to hit a certain threshold of size. And I just don't feel like it's that standard. And the Mississauga cinemas are, are more standard. But beside us, there was that kid who was specifically talking to his dad yeah. like for a lot of it. Uh, and he kept laughing at things that weren't even funny at all. Like in the most obnoxious laugh, like, I think this is funny. Yeah. And then he would laugh at jokes before they happened, like while they were happening. But it, because he already obviously saw the movie. So then he was like, he was hipstering it. He was literally hipstering it. <laughs> That's exactly what he sounded like, too. <laughs> oh, man. 
I just got a flashback of that moment. Yeah, that was that was brutal. Yeah, it was pretty the best. awesome how he just beat the living shit out of the kid after the movie, though. What? Yeah, when, like when we left, we just beat the crap out of him. We didn't say a single word to each other because we don't talk outside this podcast. We just beat him up. No, we Good did times. not. That did not happen. That did not happen. This, this guy's anyway ridiculous. Okay, but uh, there's I got one more. And oh, tell me. I, it's a this is a <laughs> this is a bonus a bonus cabin snass. Here it comes. So this is it essentially. Tenet. We went to watch Tenet this week. Oh, this is a very modern day problem. Yeah, it's a modern day problem. So let's we could talk a little bit about how the theater experience works. We did go see Tenet in theaters. We saw it at the Old JVX. We saw it at the Old JVX in Guelph, Ontario. And I must say, just to you know, cue up this this pet peeve, uh, that they did a pretty good job of mm-hmm. making sure that the social distancing was adhered to, that people were wearing masks, that they really kept the theater or like the vestibule, the atrium, I should say. Yes. As empty as possible. And I do find that they did a good job in that way. The, the reserved seating, seats apart, like so far, they almost emptied the entire theater. There's so many seats they could definitely capitalize on in an AVX theater, but they obviously care about making sure that guidelines are met. And I really appreciate this, I, I must say. That, I agree. If it was not good, I wouldn't go see another movie. So I, I actually am confident that we can legitimately, especially in Guelph, where masks are mandatory indoors uh, at you know malls and retail everywhere. locations and pretty much everywhere. Grocery stores. Even houses. I'm wearing one in your house right now. If a cop came by, you'd be arrested for not wearing a mask in your own home. You're not even wearing a mask. But I guess nobody can prove that. Yeah. So it's, I guess it's, you uh, win. Yeah, I do. Or I, I do. win. No, Who do you I believe win. more, listener? Me. Yeah, he's not wearing one. Anyways, so I think that they did a good job. But there was this group of four people in front of us while we were walking into the, the theater entrance doors, like from the outside of the building. And as we were going up, they, they walked up to the, the guy who's like, before you even get into the atrium area, they check your tickets in there. And so he checks your ticket, checks the tickets of these four people, and they're asking, it seems like, can we sit together because we're far apart? And the guy legitimately says to them, no, you cannot sit together. You must sit apart because there's a signed seating specifically for this. You must see, sit in your assigned seats. He says this three times to these people before they get into the atrium and then go to the, the various, the, well, this theater. And it turns out they're going to the theater we're going to go to, which is the 7.30 p.m. showing on Wednesday, the 26th of Tenet, the Christopher Tenet. Nolan movie extraordinaire. And so we go into the theater. We sit in our assigned seating. We, we, we went together, but I went with my girlfriend and uh, you brought a friend as well. And we sat in very, very different spots because we were assigned very specific seats. And we sat in those seats. Did we not? We did. We, we did, did indeed. And they did but not. But I guess you'll never know that because you guys never saw it. Yeah, yeah. But so who, I am, won? who I, won here? I am complaining, <laughs> complaining about it. So I'm yeah. just going to be like the biggest hypocrite ever. But anyways, these people decided they just wouldn't. I don't know. I guess the theater people just had enough. I'm like, we don't get paid enough for this. We're like getting paid just above minimum wage or whatever they're getting paid at the Cineplex. Yeah, <laughs> Cineplex. And they're like, ah, screw this. And so they're sitting down a few rows below us. At least they weren't close to us because I would tell them to move. And they were sitting below us, and they're all sitting together in a row of four. I'm looking. Immediately they sit there. It's not like they waited and then like like sneakily snuck in there, which is actually almost better because again, if they had snuck next to me to sit next to me, I would have been not or close to me. Would you would have, have beat them up like that kid. No, I would not. Stop! Theater. Stop this! Stop causing these rumors. But anyway, that's not the worst of it. The worst thing about this was that they legitimately, all four of them, took off their shoes and socks and put their feet up on the seats in front of them. Yeah, that is disgusting. Like, what is your problem? But this is COVID, first of all. 
And then it's just common courtesy etiquette not Feet to do that. Feet are never okay to look at in any situation. Wait, are you agreeing with me or are you just are you making fun of me? No, are you I making agree fun of me right you. now? No, I agree with you. I ain't no Quentin I, Tarantino. I hate feet. Quentin <laughs> Tarantino. Yeah, actually, yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood did have a lot of feet shots, didn't it? In every Quentin Tarantino movie, there's at least one foot shot. But there's shot. good moments that they actually because he. I don't know if he's just shooting the whole body constantly. I'm not sure if he's. You think he's? No, like, he loves feet. Okay, I don't know. I'm not gonna. I comment. think that's. I think that's an actual thing. There were a lot in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There were so many. That feet. was a great movie. Fantastic. That was my favorite movie of last year. I think. Number one movie of last year. I think so. Yeah. I really did like it a lot. I really enjoyed it as well. It was it was in my top five for sure. Maybe top three. Top five of last year. I watched a lot of movies. I watched 99 movies last year. Wow. Why didn't you get to 100? What were you doing? I'm, Isn't that depressing? Well, no. Is that okay. depressing? You, no, so you like wake I, up in the middle of the night in sweats and you're like, oh. And then I, puke. I missed that one movie. And I just, I just puke everywhere. Um, but no, I actually. <laughs> and Ellie's looking at you like, oh my God. Yeah. And I can't poo in on the bed? No, she can't. Uh, but no, uh, in all honesty, I did watch 100 movies last year. Oh. I wa- the 100th movie that I watched, well, that would have filled in that gap, was uh, The Fault in Our Stars, actually. I didn't write down the day I watched it. And like, I don't know, I'm pretty just, I'm pretty particular in how I keep track You're of things. You're anal about it. I write down the day gotcha. I watch all of these movies. Right. I can't have this random movie just sitting there with no date or a made up date because deep inside i'm gonna know that's even worse yeah. that must really eat you up now yeah now that you know that you did do 100 on I the dot which is such a great even number yeah i know and you can't write it in though because you didn't put the date in. it's true it's true i gotta live with it i didn't I, realize you're that much of a perfectionist i'm perfect. it's just that only that I'm, dude i'm perfect i told only you. that part of your life no i'm a perfectionist you know, like i that. never make mistakes i never lie yeah and i'm a perfectionist we've been through all of this yeah the duked disagrees with you get duked Whatever. Get duked. It wasn't me. It was <laughs> the movie duked. insider. It was the movie insider. I put my all the blame on them. Okay. Anyways. Sure. But yeah, I hate I agree. That's that's just messed up. Oh yeah. I'm really glad we beat those guys up after. We didn't we left beat the anybody movie up. Yeah. We did not beat Just like that like kid that. in the IMAX theater. But I just couldn't believe it because again they were told multiple times not to do it. They they sat it's in just a, a row. lack of respect. Yeah, it's a lack of respect. They all did a, they they started taking each other's shoes off, which was the weirdest part. <laughs> they did not. Yeah, you're right, though. It's a lack of respect. And in general, that's the issue with this is that don't ruin it for everybody else. You know, just follow the rules, please. When you're going, you, listener, when you're going to the theater, please follow the rules. If they want you to wear a mask, wear a mask. They're all there kind of risking their, not lives, but... They are risking their lives. They're they're risking something. There's been two uh, new confirmed cases in Guelph today, by the way. I hope it's not because of Tenet. Tenet. Maybe it's them because of the feet people. Yeah. The other thing that was actually quite interesting is that I got a free popcorn. Me for being too. a scene member. Yeah. Isn't that fantastic? I did. I upsized it to a, a large for a dollar. That was, yeah. Great job, Cineplex. I know. Man, I hope they, I hope they survive. Don't you? If they don't survive, I am uh, going to find those feet people and beat them up again because we beat them up after the movie theater. We did not. Okay, let's move on here. Kenneth Stadelbauer also wrote into us and he said, People and pups, anything more you can tell us about Tenet? Does it have a satisfying ending or is it open to a sequel? In brackets here, 11 it. <laughs> is there any truth to the rumor that I just made up that 2021 will see Trump, the musical starring Roseanne, Scott Bio, and James Wood, with music by Kid Rock and Ted Nugent conducting the Proud Boys and ALM Orchestra, mostly banjos and kazoos? Signed, Kenneth. Another quote here. The problem with doing nothing is that you never know when you're finished. Another Groucho Marx quote. So, uh... The socialist, right? What's that? Groucho Marx, the socialist? No, no. Definitely not. 
about that rumor, I can 100% confirm that it is uh, true. That is happening. I've spoken to multiple sources. Uh, like I said earlier, I'm in this industry. I'm very deep into it, and I've I've spoken to multiple sources. This, right, and, this, is, and this is who are the sources? Can you can you divulge them? Uh, I'm so sorry, I can't. No. Oh, it's secret. It's super secret. Okay, maybe we can ask answer his uh, first question here about yeah. Tenet. What can we tell him about Tenet? Because we saw it. We saw the spectacle, Christopher Nolan's Tenet. Yes. Uh, I'm going to let you go first. So I I really liked the movie. I um, You did? I did. I did. The what more, the heck, man? The more I think... Is when you left out of the movie, out of the theater, when you when we left the theater, I felt like you were bitter on it. I, I did think that you did not like it. I was quite not honest. bitter. I was not bitter. Why I wanted I to hear your opinion first. confused. And I'll be honest, I still am very confused. I have no idea what that movie's about. I, about? I, like, I get what it is about. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I don't understand what happened. I just don't get... Like, is there, like what... You don't... Like, how much... What's the percentage you don't understand? So, like, I understand... The in total. The, like, how the story works. Okay. I understand what happened and how things happened to a certain extent. But I just felt like... I feel like this could have been a four-hour movie just to, like... I want... I want this movie to over-explain things almost. Right. I, I see. As soon as the movie starts off, it does not... Like, it just goes right into it. The oh, it does. just starts. And, oh. like, I'm, like, ten minutes in, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it really does. And it, it's nonstop. It, yeah, and I... Again, maybe I'm just... Maybe I'm just stupid. Maybe I just don't... Like, I'm just not smart enough to get this movie. It's definitely complex. But the movie starts off, and it's, like, you know, ten, fifteen minutes in. I'm like, what is happening right now? And eventually it gets to, like, uh, it gets to a point where it, um, like, it slows down briefly. And they start talking about, like, what's happening in the movie and how, how time works and things like that. Yeah, they start explaining the concepts. So if we can just jump aside just for a brief mm-hmm. moment. We talked last week about Project Power, the Netflix yeah. movie, and those pills that the, the people take and how it's not really explained properly like how, how it works. It works. Would you agree that I, th- I said last week, I kind of alluded to the idea that the creators of that movie didn't know how it worked. Would you th- agree that Christopher Nolan definitely knew how the concepts in his movie worked for Tenet? I, I do agree. Can I actually do a real quick aside about Project Power? Sure. What else do you have to say? So Kenneth actually messaged me personally about Project Power. And in this message that he wrote, he said, Project Power claimed that their pill was a refinement of several animal DNA. It unlocks whatever power the person has affiliated with an animal, or it unlocks latent powers. Absolutely shit science. So all in all, that movie doesn't make any sense still. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know. Even with that explanation. And Kenneth agrees. Sorry, I just thought I would add that real quick. Gotcha. Why didn't you email that? What is he doing? I could have read that in the email here. Ken, come on, bud. (laughs) But um, you just did an aside on an aside. I hope you realize. Can uh, I just do a real quick aside? You mean like this to the aside I just did? <laughs> go back into all right. Let's, let's go back. So you were saying you didn't understand. So like you I were had, trying to explain it. Yeah. So like they get to a point where they actually explain how things work. I'm like, oh, okay. Right. Okay. Maybe I get it now. And then it continues, and I was like, never mind. I don't understand. It like it's just it's too complicated for me. And the thing that made me feel okay while watching it is that they specifically say in the movie, like, multiple times, like, do you understand what's going on to each other? Right. And the characters are like, no. That's <laughs> the then, beauty of it. Well, it's kind of like the Inception. I feel like this movie is most like Inception compared to other movies, but it's more confusing than Inception. That's 100%. What I say. And it's not confusing in a way that, like, Christopher Nolan didn't explain it, I don't think even well. I think they did explain it properly. 
but it's happening so fast and so much is happening at the same time clearly it's map there's some kind of insane map in the map yes. <laughs> the walls of his office where he's got like red thread pinpointing various events and how they intersect and connect in a ridiculous way the amount of plotting and understanding of this movie i don't think there's a plot hole in this movie at no, all there isn't which it is, is so it like wild. It's, it hurts my brain like i'm not even joking there was about halfway through the movie i legitimately did the typical where you put your like hand on your head and you kind of scratch it like one of these <laughs> one of these like it's a gen- classic cartoon moment yeah like this genuine state of confusion and my head hurt because like i couldn't keep up and i felt like i was gonna pass out of just like straight it felt like a pokemon just used confusion on me right and i actually got confused and i was about to attack all my allies or myself like i literally was just like what is happening and it almost makes me seem a little bit negative on this but this movie is a absolute visual masterpiece thank you i agree it is masterpiece. a masterpiece it is I... a visual masterpiece the yes the audio as well is, is absolutely... Ludwig Gorenson, the actually the composer for Black Panther. Oh. Yeah. Man, we're going to... So it's not Hans. It's not the Hans. The Hans didn't come back for this one, which is rare. Yeah. It's been since The Dark Knight that it's been Hans Zimmer. For yeah. every movie that Christopher Nolan has made, I'm fairly certain. And the last movie was Dunkirk and had that great Hans Zimmer score there. This score was fantastic. And it started right away. It's amazing right off the get-go with the score in that the opera house sequence. And I'm not spoiling anything there. It's like no. in the first shots of that. That was what a spectacle. Did you watch, by the way, there's a behind the scenes for the movie. Did you by chance watch it's like a nine minute clip? I did not. I don't know if I recommend it for anybody who hasn't seen the movie yet because it might spoil a little too much. And we, by the way, are going to be as careful as we possibly can to not spoil anything for this movie. That's for certain in this episode. So just, you know, rest, be rest assured that we're going to be certainly very careful. We'll spoil as much as there is in the trailer. That's what I would say. Which there isn't much in the trailer. (laughs) There's not much in there. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, that nine-minute clip was cool because it actually dove into the idea of this practical effects type idea and how much effort there was into making the movie with practical effects. And it's crazy. This is insane. you got to watch it because it's just like you should, Adrian. Okay. I don't know about the listener again because it it does reveal some... things in the plot it doesn't reveal i don't think any plot points but it reveals moments like some of the big set pieces the shots of certain on location spots and uh the fact that they this isn't spoiling anything really they they closed down eight kilometers of a highway to film a a certain sequence which is actually in the trailer so that's another moment that you can you can kind of see there it's crazy what the amount of practical effects, some of the things that they talk about that they did practically are ridiculous. John David Washington as the, the protagonist, what a performance. He, Dude, he's fan, he's phenomenal. I Obviously, I saw him in Black K. Klansman, and I don't think... Black K. Klansman? Sure. Did you see him in anything else? I, I might have, but I've I'm, it slips my mind. He was fantastic in that movie as well. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, no. He tried to do most of the stunts himself. He had a stunt double, obviously, but they did did it mostly practically. There's a one fight scene in a kitchen that's just did that not blow you away? How good that was, and like how cool he is as an he's like this most suave character. I've never seen a. It's weird because that fight scene was sort of unremarkable in in the if you think about it, it's just a fight scene in a kitchen, but the some the way he moves is unique, and I I've never seen anything quite like it. I don't think. He's just so confident and cool. in everything he's doing. Yeah, 
It's where great. he, yeah, like it's he's not struggling. He's just waiting for like the perfect time to strike every time, and just like looking at his surroundings, like oh, there's a pan here. Just grabs it and just like whacks the person in the head. Like it's John David Washington for James Bond. Yeah, that can't happen though. He's American. That that, that can't happen. But still, just do an accent. Traditionally, the James Bond actors are are British. Traditionally, they're the also white. It's true, but it, that's it's a little it's a little bit of a different is it thing. Is well, it, it is because it's. It, I guess they did. You know what? You know what? The Americans can steal their James Bond. After all, the UK did steal Spider Man with Tom Holland. So you yeah. know. Oh, I'm Tom Holland. And I Henry like Cavill. Henry Cavill's. Friggin' Superman. Yeah, and he's... British. Ugh. Anyways. What do they even do in Britain other than lead? But yeah, watch that nine-minute clip because, yeah, he tried to do his own stunts, and I just think that they, that show's so well. Robert Pattinson as well was so cool. He is such a great actor. Yeah. He I'm, reminded me, there were certain moments, actually, he reminded me of Bruce Wayne. But as Christopher Nolan shooting Robert Pattinson, there's moments where I was like, I don't know, I, I was taken to another place. I don't know if you recognize the same moment. It's somewhere in midpoint in the movie where it's just Robert Pattinson on his own. Uh, mm-hmm. with like a, it's almost like a montage sequence. And I was thinking, oh, <laughs> what, what movie am I watching for a second? He could have easily been cast in like the Dark Knight trilogy, I, I argue, and... Could have been Robert Pattinson, maybe. Uh, Christian Bale, by the way, did a great job. But. Yeah, Robert Pattinson's uh, was pretty young then, though. He he would have only been in his like early twenties, mid twenties, no? Yeah, no, I, yeah. it wouldn't have happened. I'm just saying, as a oh yeah, I get you know I if, get if it. time didn't move at all or Agreed. invert itself in some way. But yeah, it's a it's a really good movie, and I definitely want to watch it again. So I know, may, like, will I pick up on more things? Yes, a hundred percent. I will hundred percent pick up on more things, and I I would argue that I definitely want to see this in theaters again for three reasons. One is because I I love the movie and I think it's amazing, mm-hmm. and I definitely want to go see this spectacle in theaters again before it leaves theaters. Yes. Two, because I want to support the theaters. Theaters. So that they stay open. And three, because I want to support Christopher Nolan, who specifically fought to keep this in theaters when everyone, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure executives were trying to get him to move it to streaming, and he just refused. And I respect that. I respect hey, that. Hey, Christopher, let's just put it in Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. That's, Imagine this was know. in Fortnite, how crappy that would be. We all know no that's one would, how your movies are supposed to be watched, No Christopher. one would understand anything. No, because you, they'd, they'd be building things, but backwards. Or forwards, like I just the man, cin- it's the it cinematography is, by the way is imbi- unbelievable as well, and the amount of because of also was practical effects. I just want to know how this film was made. Like, watch the nine minute. I'm clip. gonna watch that nine minute clip to, to figure it out because again, it is just so visually stunning and so unbelievable. Must have cost so much as well. At least seven dollars, like at the very least. So like, I'm sure, I'm sure, like it was expensive. It was, yeah, it was definitely. How many millions lost of sevens? I don't know. Oh, we talked about this already. It Did was we? the most expensive movie he made. Yeah, the reported budget apparently, the reported budget was two twenty five million apparently. So yeah, we we did we did talk about interesting that in episode. Anyways, amazing. If yes. your area is safe to go to the theater, obviously our area is specifically the, one of the safest areas in Ontario. Currently, again, and we've had two new cases. Yeah, I know. So hopefully that doesn't escalate. But I mean, with kids going back to school, who knows? Uh, very shortly. Yeah. But if your area is safe and your theater, the theater you choose to go to, is properly social distancing, like this theater did. This theater, obviously, they again they took a sacrifice by doing what they did. There was very few seats 
I don't think there was even 20% full, if I were to guess. Yeah, it's definitely less than 20%. Like maybe 50%. Because every second row for one was not used, if not, like every second right. row no, they couldn't use... was not used. Yeah, no. And on top of that, the exactly. seats were spaced out by like four, like it's essentially two people and then four or five seats, two people, four or five seats. And it was in like a crisscross fashion. So every person that was two aisles behind you or in front of you was either to your right or your left forward as opposed to straight ahead. So there was plenty of space taken up, or sorry, space in between everyone. So I don't know. I think Cineplex did a really good job. And, and you're right. Like, I'm I'm confident in going back into a theater. Like, I'm, I'm not worried about it. For now, we'll see how it moves. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's an ever-changing landscape. If it escalates COVID. any further. I agree. But... The- for now, like, uh, I don't know. I'm confident in going back. It was eerie, though, walking into oh, that yeah, theater. Oh, yeah, weird. And, like, buying my popcorn and not being able to eat it in the lobby threw me off. I literally grabbed a piece of popcorn and put it up to my mask. And I was like, oh, can't eat this. And I had to put the popcorn back in Oh, the you, bag. like, forgot you were wearing a mask. <laughs> I think I thought about eating it, and then I didn't as well. Yeah. But I didn't uh, get it quite up to my mask. No, I got it. My mask was buttery. Oh, that's sad. I'm sorry for yeah, man. Your I, loss. I cried. The, the poor pop. I popcorn. cried. I put it back in the bag and then I ate it after. As another quick note on Tenet before we move on, the other great thing about Tenet is it's particularly obviously a spectacle, and the way that they do time manipulation is fantastic, time. and that's one of the great ideas behind this movie, obviously. But it's also a very grounded movie in a lot of the plot lines, especially with Elizabeth Debicki's character. And that's another big element that I feel like, I don't know, could have been maybe lost to the people who are very confused watching it. Yeah. And if I, again, that's one of the reasons I definitely want to watch this again. Watching Inception again, or The Prestige as an example, you definitely see more things. Did you watch The Prestige twice, by the way? I don't know. Because it's definitely worth watching again once you've seen it initially. Once you then watch it the second time, maybe like a week or two after, or close to when you saw it the first time. You notice things because you know the inf- the basic information of the plot. Mm-hmm. So you get this skeleton now that you can walk, you know and understand. And so you can kind of relax. You're trying to also listen to this movie, which has like an incredible soundtrack in general with like editing and mixing. And the music's phenomenal. And it's almost like very right from the get-go, my heart just like was like racing because mm-hmm. of how much was going on. And it's just it hard racing to keep backwards. track of. And they're talking to each other with like code words in the beginning. And I get the overwhelming nature of why you might have been confused. I do think I grasped most of the plot personally. There was a couple things that I was a little bit not sure of, like near the just the very end of the movie. Because yeah. again, there's just so much going on. But the fact that the actors are just so sure of their role and the it's clearly well plotted out. It's not like I didn't understand it because it didn't make sense. It yes. definitely made sense. No, and I agree. you agree as well, yeah. even though you were confused, that it made sense. So like don't don't go in thinking, oh, this movie's just not gonna make sense. Oh, it will. It will make sense. Again, it's, and it's a grounded movie. It's a spectacle. It's got incredible music, incredible sound mixing, amazing acting. Yeah, again, I just don't think I'm smart enough. When you watch it the second time, you'll realize. Hopefully. I think you'll get it right away because you'll know the basics of how it works. There are moments that you just your mind doesn't even work that way. The, you're, I know what you're talking about. The, there's moments where the, certain actors actually say you're you're thinking the wrong way. Yeah, and you, it's you know like, what I'm saying. Yeah, and I'm like, that's what, what we're doing. I'm we're like, thinking ah. as an audience the incorrect way because we don't get it. Because we don't. Well, you could get it if your mind could think that way right away, but it's it's hard to think. My brain does not think in like that, that direction. It's just again, what a good concept. It ah, is. I it love is. it. Let's move on though, because I feel like we're just talking a little bit too vaguely. Unless you've got you. Uh, just real quick, in terms yeah. of uh, Ken's uh, question, I do think the movie does have a satisfying ending. 
And like in theory, it is open to a sequel. Good call, yeah. Um, as well, because I just don't think it will happen. I don't want it to happen. Nolan just typically doesn't do sequels. Other obviously, the Dark Knight trilogy, trilogy, but he's kind of contracted to do that. And I think he built Batman Begins obviously with the reveal of Joker at the end of Batman Begins with the Joker card. He built it to continue it. So I don't think yeah. that there's a chance that this will be a sequel, just like there wasn't really one with Inception. And I don't know if he's really a fan of that. Just create something that's very succinct, and it, it could be. Again, it could th- and theoretically, definitely, I would watch more of this. Me too. But I think the brilliance of it also is that this is going to end up being, to me, I think a timeless ca- classic almost. Like, there's nothing quite like this movie. This is a, an original idea, and no one's done this, which is so weird to think. Yeah, um, Nolan's done this. I agree. Yeah, he's no, Nolan's done this. There's also the concept, you know, how you, you know, the filter in, uh, in Instagram videos, this bounce. Yes. The, you can see that in the trailer, but I, I wonder, I do wonder if, because some of the concept they of this movie. They just use an iPhone and no, no, use the bounce? Well, I don't think that happened because there's definitely IMAX cameras involved, but I wonder if they used that element of the bounce or he saw that on Instagram and he's like, hmm. What a great how, idea. How do I build a movie where that spectacle kind of concept because it does look really neat when, it is like somebody jumps into a lake as an example and they pop back out of the lake i think there's something about that and again you see this in the trailer we're not spoiling anything mm-hmm. it's something specifically in the trailer specifically yeah specifically and atlantically okay that's what i watched this week cool what else did you watch anything else so last week we had the lovely oliver popov slash whatever that other name was oliver smegelheimer esquire yes that yeah yeah, Oliver Squiggle Blimler Schmlechwire. Correct. Um, he asked us uh, to review the movie Vivarium, so I watched it. Nice, me too. Cool. What did you think? I loved it. You What'd loved you it. Think? So I liked it oh. enough. I don't know. I like the. I, I like certain elements of the movie, and then really disliked some of the elements of the movie as well. Interesting. So most notably. I think the movie starts off in a really, like, Jesus way. Uh, not Jesus, like, as in Jesus Christ, but, like, Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Way. Uh, the it, it pretty much opens. <laughs> it opens with uh, these, like, baby birds, essentially, like, kind of, like, hatching sort of thing. It, right, yeah, it yeah. kind of reminded me of uh, the opening of, uh, to the movie, The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Okay. Which uh, is a movie that opens on, like, heart surgery. It's kind of plays out and it's just kind of like this long shot to like open up the movie showing like kind of like the credits and it's uh, being like oh oh jesus this is not this is not something nice to look at okay so yeah the movie is pretty much about this couple that they're looking for a like new home to live in and they go to this random shop where there's a real estate agent who's a total weirdo and they the thing i like about it is the couple acknowledges how weird this guy is it's not one of those like this guy's a weirdo but nobody notices like no they notice that this guy's totally messed up in the head or there's something amiss with him and he brings them to this house. Right, the couple is played by Imogen Poots and Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Jinx, you relationship into good. And they uh, oh, go man. to this, like, I guess, housing development. Yeah, they where, call it Yonder. Yonder, where all the homes look the exact same. And they get, like, house number nine. And they're they're essentially being shown the home. And then, yeah, it's just they're looking to buy. They're looking to buy. Yeah. And, they're trying and to they're, buy the first house. And it's, like, fully furnished. There's food in there, whatever. And then the real estate agent just pieces out. And leaves, and when they try to leave, they can't leave the housing development. It, it it's like seems, a maze. Yeah, it's, some it's sort. like a maze, and they feel like they're stuck, and they keep on going back to that house. So that's pretty much how the movie works out. And yeah, they just and that's just as, to be very clear. That's literally in the trailer. So yeah, 
I don't think we're spoiling anything. Yeah, really. It's in the first 10 that's minutes the, of the movie. That's the premise to start. And uh, the one thing I really liked is the relationship between the two characters. Again, how real and grounded they seemed and how they were dealing with this fucked up situation together. And it's cool to see like how they kind of start snapping at each other because the stress is getting to them. But all like through it all, they are very obviously in love and how they talk to each other and everything like that. It's just something I really enjoyed. It just seemed like a very good relationship. And it kind of felt like, yeah, you know, they're like slowly going crazy because they're stuck in this house together. And the first thing I noticed while watching this movie, it's fairly early on. This is a slight spoiler is there's a scene where they brush their teeth and Imogene Poots' character, Gemma, holds the toothbrush like the biggest psychopath. I've never seen anyone hold a toothbrush like she did ever in my life. How is this a spoiler? I know. I was... That was a little joke. I was I was going to throw you for a tizzy. But she brushes her teeth like an absolute psychopath. She holds it weird and then eventually goes back to no, like how you should be brushing your teeth and holding your toothbrush. Okay. But she's holding it some like some freak, some freak of nature. That is arguably the most unsettling part of this entire movie. No way. And the movie <laughs> and the movie's incredibly unsettling. It um, is very unsettling though. It is. It is very unsettling. If I were to give this a one-word description, it would be unsettling. The one thing I did like... Oliver Popov had described it as depressing. Yes. I don't... I like, see I, the elements of depre- depressing depression, yeah. because it's just so lonely. It the is The concept lonely. alone, if you're stuck in this place with no way out. Yeah. I don't know. It. Yeah. It's interesting. But yeah, it's a, it's, it's a spooky movie. It's very eerie. It gives you this feeling of like uncertainty of what's to come. I think the cinematography in the movie is really good. I really liked it at the very least. Yeah, no, it's really good, yeah. It's not on the level of like Tenet or Tenet or any of that. But I think the use of audio... It's is, definitely Tenet, by the way. This is to be very clear. Like Tenet, It's yeah. said in the movie. Now, they, say it, they say it all three ways. Right. Clear. There was a... An, I actually watched a movie review on YouTube. Some guy was reviewing Tenet. Tenet, yeah. And he kept saying Tenet with an N. And I was very confused. He said it like six times. They say Tenet. And I turned it off. It's Tenet. Tenet, yeah. There's no other N in it. There's tenet. one N. Tenet, yeah. It's not Tenet. Tenet. I swear he said Tenet. And I, I, I rewinded it. I was like, did he say Tenet? He's like, Tenet. And Tenet. And Christopher Nolan's Tenet. I'm like, what? No, dude. Tenet. It's not Tenet. Yeah, it's Tenet. What are you, Adrian? I never said Tenet. You did actually in the beginning. No. Yeah, when tenet. we started, I don't know, listener, go tenet. go back to the first episode. Tenet. You listen. It, it's Tenet for you. You said it was Tenet. Whatever. Tenet, yeah. Okay, anyway. Um, I think the use of audio is really good as well because- I'm not hearing any negatives here. I'm, I'm getting there. Okay. The use of audio is really great. I think they do, a, like the scores, again, I think it uh, works with like the unsettling nature of the movie, and they don't use any background music throughout a lot of the movie which again adds the silence to this. is interesting because it's one of the parts yeah. that they focus on yeah. in fact the, there's too much silence and you, and you can notice in the trailer like the clouds are perfect in this weird housing weird development place. and again the, the performances are spot on as well I think both uh, Jesse Eisenberg I agree. and Emma Jean. I agree Emma again. Jean Look Poots. at this. They did a fantastic job, and they play off each other really well. I really like their chemistry. They actually have been in other movies together. They were in the movie The Art of Self-Defense, which came out last year as well, and I, I think another movie together. I didn't think I have seen Emma Jean Poots in anything. I was just like, this girl looks familiar, but I've never seen that name before. I have seen some movies that she's in. But at the end of it all, like, what is this movie? <laughs> like, what the hell is this movie? So it bothered you? 
it it bothered me. Why? It, the movie annoyed me, and I know it's purposefully done in like parts of the movie. Like they want the viewer to be annoyed, which again, I I appreciate. I almost hate this movie, but I also really like this movie at the exact same time. Why do you hate it though? What's the I don't know. Uh, for one, I think the mystery, like the mystery, slowly kind of reveals itself throughout the movie. But it, like, I don't think the conclusion of the movie is satisfying. I feel like it leaves a lot to be desired, and I wanted to know more and to understand more of what happened. It almost felt like they left things out for the sake of like ambiguity, which I don't really want. I want this weird mystery to be solved. You want I, it to be all neatly tied up in a bow? Not necessarily neatly tied up in the in a bow, but at least like I want to know what this was. Hmm. I wanted to have at least have some sort of conclusion that's I think that was part of the beauty of it is that they didn't the do that. I don't know. That's fair. I don't know. Again, I like I can see why some people would like it, but to me I I wanted to understand. Like I wanted to understand what this movie was trying to do or say and I don't think I did. Hmm. or felt like it was satisfying interesting all in all like i think the movie is worth a watch i don't know like again i i again i feel like i hated this movie but at the same time i really liked it it's one of the it's just one of these movies i have a very big love-hate relationship with and i I think it's it's, very unique it's just messed up this movie's messed up it's yeah 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 well that's the point though i understand it's supposed to be unsettling as we kind of i just don't like the way it made me feel I think that's what it is. Like, I appreciate the movie, but I don't like the way it made me feel. It's one of those situations. Just like Smegelheimer men- mentioned. Exactly. Smegelheimer mentions that it made him depressed. And so yeah. I feel like that's the, I think that that was the point in some way. And it's, the mystery of it is the interesting part. It's like, what what the heck? But I wanted to know the mystery. Like, I, I want, like, I want to know what the mystery is. So did they. <laughs> oh, before we move on, I guess I will uh, end this part of the episode on on the idea that I guess you recommend it. I recommend it as well. Our review is I liked it. I, I really loved the movie. I thought it was good. I, yeah, I, I definitely think it's uh, worth the watch if you've got an hour and a half. Also, it's a really short movie relatively but compared to all the big movies. That's the beauty of it too. It's, it it felt a lot part of than the, it was. It's part of why it make what makes it really good. I think. I think the director... It felt like actually an Amaletto film, actually, in a way. Yeah, that in was In a way just, that this concept-based, and the concept be. was really cool. The acting was very good, and the cinematography was quite good as well. Yeah. I Definitely feel like worth, the movie the could watch. be shorter, but it is already quite short. But again, it just felt long. It felt like it kept going. I don't know. Again, I think... I assume this is exactly what the director intended, so props to, props to that guy. For sure. On to the news, shall we? Yes. Number one. As reported by website Variety, a new live-action Powerpuff Girls TV show is being developed at the CW. Powerpuff Girls was initially an animated TV show that had its run on the Cartoon Network from 1998 to 2005 and featured six seasons. It followed the superhero exploits of three super-powered preteens named Buttercup, Bubbles, and Blossom. The new series will be show run by Heather Regnier and Diablo Cody, while the well-known CW executive producer Greg Berlanti is set to produce. As publication The Hollywood Reporter has noted, Powerpuff Girls creator and showrunner Craig McCracken will eggs. not be involved with the supposed... McCracken eggs. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> will not be involved with the supposed live-action sequel. 
The CW TV series is meant to dive into the lives of the now 20-year-old Powerpuff Girls years after their animated adventures as crime fighters. Adrian, my friend. Oh, this, is like, this? this sounds like, this sounds so shitty. This you know what's funny so bad. is I swear you sent me this link and you wrote below that. What they're going to do is they're going to make the Powerpuff Girls but make them aged up. I guarantee you that's what they're going to do. Yeah. I don't think you read I did not. the whole link. Or actually, well, I found this in two different spots. So Variety had reported on it, and so had, and so specifically had The Hollywood Reporter. And The Hollywood Reporter specifically mentioned that McCracken wasn't involved, who made the show in the first place, which already kind of, is kind of bad. Because he was already, he started, I think he was involved with the re- reboot. Reboot or, series that happened yeah. a couple of years back I think on it, Cartoon Network. Yeah, it started in like 2006 or I think the reboot? for a few years. Sorry, when did that start? That was like... 2016 was it not 2016 sorry i'm getting the sixes messed up there's an extra 10 years in between that i'm pretty sure you're correct it was indeed 2016 cool yeah no it it, it does strike me as sort of last bender last bender the last bender the last airbender ish to me yeah it's this is gonna be powerpuff girls as adults and they're gonna just be over sexualized because that's just what cw does oh yeah they just hire incredibly beautiful people Men and women mm-hmm. that aren't that great actors. Let's be honest. Yeah, they're always unknowns. Yeah, usually. Other than Brandon Routh. What who, a great casting! What yeah. a cool idea that was. Yeah. And then they got to use him as Superman again, which is pretty cool. the The best thing about that series, honestly, and I didn't even watch it, was the concept of being able to intertwine. We talked last week These a shows. lot about the DC fandom and the multiverse for DC. What a cool idea that you can just using the multiverse, using Brandon Routh as the Superman from his Superman Returns movie in the Flash Arrowverse Crisis, Crisis on, on Infinite Earths. Right. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's it, oversexualized for sure. They cast that's not what I want to see. Attractive people on purpose. Obviously, that's that's their whole mo, and they typically aren't the best actors. And the writing is very soap opera-ish. It kind of runs in a circle a lot. And this, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Big Bang Theory sitcom type scenario. But where, worse in where a lot of ways. People date each other multiple times and then not don't date each other. And yeah, it's just it's one a of those filler. situations. It, it, it is a lot of filler. And it's not always bad. It's Sometimes it's good. It's just like Supernatural. I really liked uh, Supernatural for a little while there. I, I haven't. I don't watch the last like four seasons. I think it's done now, or right. it is going to be finished. Supernatural, I did enjoy, but yeah, like this is just one of those shows that it's like, why nobody wants this? Like, Who no, asked for this? Nobody wants these aged up versions of children that like we grew up with to be twenty something and sexual. Nobody. nobody There's also wants the concept that they're animated weird. in a very weird way. They're very, very stylized animation. Two D animation is fantastic. It's, like the, it's actually very akin to the other show that came out around the same time. Scientist Dexter's Laboratory. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of similar to the, yeah, the Dexter's Laboratory. Dexter's uh, anima- a- Laboratory. Animation. It's a little bit different. It's a little bit more rounded. Like uh, Dexter's Laboratory a is very bit. like hard edge. But there's something edges. about that yeah. that time period, like the, yeah, like the late Johnny 90s Bravo, and into the 2000s, all that sort of stuff. Right, and it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but it's not something you'd imagine that would end up moving well into live action. Definitely not. With like amazing characters like Mojo Jojo, who is like a like this like monkey, like a big. He has like a I guess like a turban that goes really high that wraps around his like brain. Right. Um, and then you know there's like quite literally Satan 
as a character. Like Satan is a character in, in the show. What? It's called yeah. something different. There's like the lumberjack guy who's like this over overly large like lumberjack dude. Like you know what this actually just really reminds great. me of right now? All the CW shows, if you look at the style of them, they often do the same thing every time. Mm-hmm. You remember Family Channel in the beginning? With even Stevens and Smart Guy and various yeah. shows and how it was very unique at Lizzie McGuire. And they had very unique color palettes and they were clearly made by different directors. But then at a certain point when That's So Raven came out, they started to make all of their shows look and sound the same with the same kind of laugh tracks at the same moments. And so when they did That's So Raven and The Sweet La- Life of Zack and Cody, Cody then you get and the then Hannah all Montana's, of these other... Yeah, uh, they're the all the same. Place. They're all the same show, yeah, and they, they could easily cross over because... They did do a bunch of crossovers. Right, but it makes sense because they literally Which are doing awesome. the same color palette and everything, but they, I didn't really like those shows nearly as much as the earlier shows. I agree. Like, yeah, Smart Guy was awesome. Like, I, I really love that show. And they dealt with adult themes appropriately and... My, I remember specifically. There's a. This is gonna. This is like a way back. There's an episode of Smart Guy that talks about like child predators. When yeah, like, it was like child pornography. That yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, man. I was. I was fairly young and I was like, whoa. What is this? Well, I, I guess, didn't know what it was. I guess yeah. Stranger Danger. I, I got taught. Talk. I got taught about yeah. that. It was scary. It was a scary episode, and you kind of don't really realize why it's scary because they don't really tell you. Like, it's, uh, uh, like the midpoint of the episode, they're kind of. They make you realize that this guy's creepy, but you're not really explaining it, and then they kind of explain. Yeah, the he's like, at the "Oh, end. look, this is a cool surfer." Like, yeah, right, it's yeah. Like, yeah, he brings him into their so, basement. It was scary. Like, I felt weird inside when I watched that. Yeah, and for, I think it scarred me a little bit. Yeah, in a good way. In a good way. I yeah, feel like I've never maybe, been in a person's house. It saved my life. Yeah, honestly, have you <laughs> yeah, never been in a person's house? <laughs> yes, except for then. your own, I assume. Exactly. I'm actually outside your front window. We're just talking through windows. <laughs> We're just talking. Like I'm outside. Um, yeah, that's how we get the audio so good. Yeah, it's really cold out here, man. Let me in. Ah, just kidding. Yeah, it's actually colder than usual. It's 16 degrees here. Oh my in gosh. Gulf, Ontario. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I'm not but, interested. In my this. point was like Powerpuff Girls is like they're just they take all of these genres, like the, the or whatever their idea was for that 100 or the Flash show, the Arrow show, mm-hmm. uh, and then Powerpuff Girls, and they're going to do the same thing, the same style. It's like, reminds me of Zach, Zach and Cody, and that's a Raven, and that style, is, that's the exact same color palette. It's Yeah, it's always like dark and dreary, like like all of it. It's like super, yeah, it's not very comedic. It's no. too much, like too much drama. Supernatural, I feel like, is the only one that consistently is still quite funny, but like that came out 15 years ago, quite, actually 16 years ago at this point. Right, yeah. Supernatural was awesome. First five seasons of that show, absolutely stellar. Never watched it. I would recommend at the very least the first five seasons because it's a that's like a complete story arc. And then after season five, like the the showrunner Eric Kerpke, who was actually the showrunner of The Boys. Fun fact. Yeah, yeah. He was the showrunner through seasons one through five and told his story, and then he left the show. Another showrunner took forward, and that's kind of when it went downhill. Season six, season seven, season eight, season nine. It's a lot of seasons. Season ten. Season I think 11. I'm gonna probably jump into like Lovecraft county or something oh, i kind of want to watch that it's is it lovecraft county or country i think it's lovecraft country but i keep on seeing people say county the country definitely country okay yeah sorry dude. because we like yeah we were together a few somebody nights. had mentioned i think to me that was county as well and ryan then, ryan oh that's, yeah yeah you ended it and then, me off so i've been saying it interchangeably accidentally I, I you're not the only person that has said love uh, lovecraft we're county. setting the record straight it's lovecraft county nah, poof yeah. Country. County, yes. Not lap. Tenet. Whatever that is. Anyways, number two. As website deadline reports, NBC has ordered yet another scripted Joe Exotic TV series with actress Kate McKinnon starring as Big Cat Rescue owner Carol Baskin. 
After the success of the extremely popular Netflix docuseries Tiger King Murder, Mayhem, and Madness, CBS Studios jumped on the opportunity to create their very own scripted series back in May of 2020. According to Variety, the CBS series is set to star Nicolas Cage as Joe Exotic and will be showrun by Netflix's American Vandal showrunner Dan Lagana for an eight-episode run. The story of Joe Exotic Shrievogel is one of crime, conspiracy, rivalry, and murder. It follows Big Cat Zoo owners and rivals Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin as they repeatedly attempt to thwart each other by legal means or otherwise. The new NBC and Peacock series will be showrun by Facebook's Sorry for Your Loss series showrunner, Etan Frankel. What do you make of this? Cool. I don't know. I Did you you watch Tiger King? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it was very good. It's a really good document. That, that came out this year. Yeah, it was during the coronavirus. No, it was pre-coronavirus. Wasn't it? It came out pre-coronavirus. Yeah, but I remember specifically like how that did not feel like it was this year. For oh, you're one. just saying it didn't feel it. Well, neither no. did the Australia wildfires. Oh my God, World War Three. Yeah, the the, the potential for World War Three. Quick question: Has Nicolas Cage ever been in a TV show before? I don't think so. That's interesting. But uh, write into us, viewers, focus podcast at gmail.com and tell us if he has. I don't believe so. That's interesting. I feel like Nicolas Cage would do a good job as playing Joe Exotic. It is kind of interesting that these two separate networks are doing two separate shows. Of but the two, same thing. About, it's kind yeah. of weird. No, but I agree. The, but in the other perspective, I guess, it just seems a little no, bit No, they're going to cast Joe Exotic as well. No, that's what I mean. But in it's the, like from two different perspectives. It could be. Maybe they just haven't cast it yet. Like I think Kate McKinnon is fairly involved, and I think she just wanted to play a character, so they chose Carol ba- Well, she works with... It works, I think, that she would play mm. Carol Baskin. I'm not sure that it's necessarily a different perspective. I didn't get that part of the story. Oh, no? No, this did. was just my assumption with it. With it seemed like that because one's casting the one character and one's casting the, the other. other. I'm not sure. Good question, though. Yeah, I don't know. This seems like an, a, like an odd choice. However, uh, I do really recommend the um, Netflix uh, documentary, docu-series of Tiger King, Murder, Mayhem, and Madness. It's uh, incredibly funny and unbelievable how... Ridiculous it is. How ridiculous it is and that it was an actual thing that happened. Things that happened. Things. So many many things happened in that. Every episode just keeps on going where like... Like I remember I was watching the first episode. I'm like, why is everyone so hype about this? And then you get to the end and I was like, oh. And then I watch the next episode. And they're like, oh. Oh. What? And then it just keeps going. And it gets crazier and crazier. Yeah. It's it's, it's quite hilarious and also very sad. And... It honestly just follows like two people that are very obviously psychopaths. I know yeah. Carol Baskin is apparently not. That bitch is crazy. <laughs> and Joe Exotic is an awful human being. I should have started well. this particular news stories news story with "Hello, cats and kittens." Hey, all you. Hey, all you. Hey, Sorry, all you cats my and mistake. kittens. Hey, all you cats and kittens. It's, is it cool cats and kittens or cool cats? Yeah. Oh, you cool cats and kittens? Yeah, I don't know what this is going to be, and I'm hoping they're good. But they're a scripted TV series, obviously, so I'm kind of curious, like, why do we need this many? I wonder if this is going to be like a Steve Jobs movie twice in a row type scenario. Where we got two? Yeah, one with Ashton Kutcher and one with Michael Fassbender playing Jobs. Oh, my God, I didn't even know there was an Ashton Kutcher one. What, you didn't? No, I only knew about the That one came out first. Oh. It was called, that one is the one that's called Jobs. Oh, and then I, you know the other one was this, called totally Steve Jobs. Yeah, I definitely the, forgot Ashton Kutcher actually looks quite a bit like Steve Jobs in that movie. Like it, they did a really good job with the the hair and makeup. I think the prosthetics. I don't think they even used that many prosthetics. He just kind of looks like him. Did a bunch of makeup. But the Steve Jobs movie, I by Aaron's like written by Aaron Sorkin. 
and uh, directed by Danny Boyle is amazing. I yeah, actually I've been meaning to watch it. Is that on any uh, streaming service? No. As of now? I rented on, that on the Cineplex store. But no, the Steve Jobs movie is amazing. I, I must say that I was very surprised on how good it is. And Steve Jobs' wife had criticized the Steve Jobs movie with Michael Fassbender, directed by Danny Boyle, for being opportunistic. But they hadn't really criticized the Jobs movie with Ashton Kutcher as opportunistic. I think they watched the Steve Jobs movie and thought it was too critical of Steve Jobs. But to me, that movie actually made him look more human because he's not a god. He's a human being. And I don't think it made him look that bad at all. And so I, I would love to hear what you actually think of it if you have the chance because it's a really cool idea. And Aaron Sorkin's a really remarkable writer. Have you watched The Social Network? No. Molly's Game. He also directed yes. Molly's Game as well. I love Molly's Game. That, like, that movie's really good, yeah. So, like, definitely worth a watch. I digress. Let's move on to number three. Okay. According to Variety, distributor Disney has chosen to postpone director Matthew Vaughn's movie The Kingsman to February 26th, 2021, from its previous September 18th, 2020 release date. The Kingsman was originally positioned to launch in November of 2019, but since then, Disney has pushed the release date back on three separate occasions so far. The Kingsman is the third movie in the comedy spy thriller Kingsman franchise. The film franchise is a comic book adaptation that started in 2014 with the Colin Firth, Taron Egerton starring movie Kingsman The Secret Service and follows the exploits of a private British intelligence agency that works in the shadows to protect our world. The latest film in the series is designed to be a prequel that will demonstrate the forming of the Secret Service in the 1900s. The King's Man stars Ralph Fiennes, Gemma Arterton, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Stanley Tucci, and Daniel Bruhl. What are your thoughts on this, Sir Adrian? I mean, that's kind of disappointing. I really like the um, two Kingsman movies, both the Secret, the first... The Kingsman, Secret Service. Kingsman, the Secret First Service of the Kingsmans. And Kingsman, the Golden Kingsman. The Golden I, Circle. I really enjoyed both of those. I did say Kingsman a lot in that. This There's Kingsman of... and Kingsman. 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 The Kingsman. This is a kind of a, an interesting one because I don't know if there's going to be any more of these movies following this. Hard to know because it was 20th Century Fox that obviously initially made them with Correct. Uh, Matthew Vaughn. However, the, um, the, I guess, comic book company, uh, like Mark Millar's like, comic book company, I forget what it is. Like he has a bunch of different like kick ass and all that sort of stuff. Right. The rights to his books were purchased by Netflix a few years ago. Oh, no way. So like kick ass again, uh, Kingsman, uh, the secret service. Uh, uh, when things. was that? Do you know what year that was? I want to say it was like 26, 18 or 19. How did they get beat out by Warner brothers? What happened there? Was it that a war? I, I don't know that I actually do not remember. I remember it was, um, it was after, the Golden, the Golden Kingsman, which came out uh, in 2017. The Golden Circle. Exactly. And I feel like this movie was either announced before the purchase went through with Netflix. Because I remember this movie was announced and then there was something along the lines of, yeah, Netflix got the rights to a bunch of those Mark Millar books. Right. The Kingsman included. So there was like kind of speculation that maybe they would do like a Kingsman TV show. Maybe. And I know there was like speculation of a kick-ass TV show and stuff like that. Feels like Umbrella Academy is kind of like a... I don't know why. It always struck me as a Kingsman mm. type scenario. Maybe you disagree now that you no. watched it. 
Yeah. Didn't it strike not, you as that though when you first saw it advertised? I don't remember. Maybe. Well, like to be fair, I know what it is now, so I don't remember my thoughts on it prior to knowing what it was. No. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Cool. But so it's not though, so it doesn't really matter no. what I thought it was. No. Cool. So I don't know. It's kind of interesting. It, it bums me out that it's being pushed back nearly like a year and a half. It's at weird this because point. it was bumped from November. Of this year? It's not like there was... No, from last year. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, of last year. My apologies. I was... And it was bumped to February. Did did you realize that? And February, the coronavirus wasn't really on the scene as deeply as it is now. Like, that could have happened. And And then then they moved it. To September. And then they moved it again. So what happened? I don't know. Why did they just release the damn movie? Considering that they're just so willing to release New Mutants... Which unfortunately isn't being reviewed all that Maybe well. This movie Another twenty eight. Like it's century. got an all star cast though. I yeah. wonder if they're going to just wait because they realize they can get the big bucks potentially. But they yeah. should have launched it in February then. I wonder they must have been competing with themselves because now Disney obviously Disney owned it in November of twenty nineteen. So I wonder if they're like, oh, it's competing with what came out in November. Anything? There's something big probably that came out in November. Mm-hmm. We're not really realizing. Was it. there a Star Wars movie last year? Rise yeah, of Skywalker. Does it really compete with any... It's also a rated R movie. It's a rated R action movie. So yeah. isn't it competing with only rated R flicks? I don't know. That's a weird one. I'm not sure what it would have competed with. It's weird. It I'm is a surprise they didn't just launch it. However, I don't know. I, I'm quite excited for this. Again, I like both the movies. I really like Matthew Vaughn as a director. Like uh, X-Men First Class is one of my favorite X-Men movies. I know yeah, you don't okay. like it as much. but I like Days of Future Past way better. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I liked First Class more than Days of Future Past for a little while, and then, I don't know, I kind of flip-flopped between those two. Again, Logan's still probably my favorite X-Men movie. No, definitely. It's not probably. It definitely is my favorite X-Men movie. It's definitely the number one X-Men movie that I like. The, you know, that movie, Logan. Um, Speaking, actually, of Days of Future Past, just to make a... This is a weird side note. Oh, my God. It's going back into the DC fan fandom. 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 Just for a moment. We talked last week briefly about how Ben Affleck is going to be in the same movie potentially as Michael Keaton in the Flash movie. Yes. By Andy Muschietti, starring Ezra Miller, of course, the Flash standalone movie. What I thought about actually, and I just forgot to mention last week, was the moment in Days of Future Past in which Professor X old meets Professor X new. Yeah, James Patrick McAvoy Stewart and, and uh, Patrick James Stewart. McAvoy. Exactly. Was the best moment in that movie. Yeah. It's just so good. It's one of the best mo- moments in any of the X Men movies, probably in, in general. As Ever. much as I believe Logan is the is the best of objectively, them. I just hope that the Ben Affleck Michael Keaton there's a moment they meet. That's what that would be a missed for. opportunity if we don't see them together. Yes, that, that, like, I wonder if Michael Keaton's playing Thomas Wayne. I said this no, before. I don't think they're going to do that. Why? Because he was always because he was in the initial Batman. Yeah, it makes sense, especially but, if we're doing the multiverse thing. Anyways, I digress. But it would be really very cool if that ha- could happen. That they could. Yeah. Anyways, we definitely digressed. I am also interested tangents. to see what the Kingsman is about because it is a prequel. So let's uh, let's hope it's good when it launches in 2025. Number four, as reported by Variety, Disney has cast Star Wars: The Last Jedi's Kelly Marie Tran as the new lead in the animated movie Raya and the Last Dragon. Rhea was initially meant to be played by actress Cassie Steele, but has now officially been recast. The movie was set to launch in November of 2020, but has since been moved back to March 12th, 2021 due to the coronavirus pandemic. Rhea and the Last Dragon will follow warrior Rhea in her efforts to save the fictional realm, Kumandra, from evil. Rhea and the Last Dragon also stars The Farewell and Crazy Rich Asians actress Aquafina. Adrian, what do you think of this animated movie? 
I don't know. I'm excited for it. Another Disney movie. I'm always down for that. I'm glad that Kelly Marie Tran is getting something, like some roles. I feel like, I don't know, I feel bad for her. She got harassed to shit. Like, I think she went off Twitter because of, yes. like, her performance in The Last Jedi, which I don't love Rose Tico as a character. I don't think she's a great character, but I don't think Kelly Marie Tran was an awful actress. And no, I don't by think any did. means, she doesn't deserve, it doesn't matter if she, she could be the worst actress of all time. She doesn't deserve any sort of harassment like that. She's no, never personally, done anything. No, I personally didn't mind her in that either, but that's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's pretty lame, and I uh, I can't think of a People single People really thing. don't like The Last Jedi, eh? Damn. Yeah. Idiots. It's crazy. That movie is like, so whereas Batman vs. Superman, ah, it's hard to still pinpoint why it's 30%. At least the critics like, like The Last Jedi tremendously. Mm-hmm. The ba- crazy. Like, the Batman v Superman audience score is higher than The Last Jedi. This is the opposite, score. I guess. Yeah scenario just weird yeah i don't know i love both those movies yeah no she definitely doesn't deserve that that was so stupid that was like and then she was sidelined badly in rise of skywalker in such a pathetic way yeah like a minute hey why don't you come with us sorry i got things to do let me bow down to you toxic fans the the toxic minority let's let's buy bow down i'm I'm J.J. Abrams. Yeah, Hello. I agree. Like again, I I I think we've talked about this. I've lost a lot of respect for J.J. Abrams um, yeah, because sad. of Rise of Skywalker. I don't. I just can't believe that happened. It's so many moments though that were like that in that movie. Multiple times where they just tried to retcon things that happened in the Last Jedi. Oh, why don't we make the hold on maneuver? It's impossible. <laughs> it's a what? That's a one. In a, that's a one-time shot. It's impossible to have it. No, it's not. You just fucking rotate your ship and go full speed. How like how is it impossible? Like what here, Chewbacca. Got- get, here's the medal yeah. that we didn't give you in that movie way back. Yeah, like it's the cl- most classic oh my- of a, a movie of them all that started it all. We're gonna give you the medal now. Yeah, like five hundred years later. <laughs> it's no, ridiculous. Like, all they had to say with the Haldo maneuver portion, like, oh, maybe we should do the Haldo maneuver. We don't have any ships to like destroy. We can't afford. Right, to so lose just don't anything. bring up the line at all. Yeah, and like the like if they even brought it up, they get they. It's so easily explained. I I'll never understand people like well, that's ridiculous. It destroys like Star Wars canon. It's like no, it's expensive. You don't you don't just you can't just do that. You you just can't do that. No, it's there's force fields and shit. I, I there's lots of arguments to be made about that Anyways. situation. We I digress. We're talking about Ray and the and the and the last dragon. Do we know why Cassie Steele was... Um, I didn't see that when no. I researched it briefly. Did you find that out? No. Uh, all I read was that like she's just been recast uh, with Kelly Marie Tran. That's oh. literally it. So I find that a little bit odd. Maybe I'm going to look more into it. Maybe I'll find something. But yeah, it's, it's odd, just out of the blue. Yeah, it is strange. I'm glad that Kelly Marie uh, Tran is being cast in this movie. I really like Aquafina. I think she's funny. She has a very unique voice, which I think could suit this, like, maybe, maybe it's comedic relief, sort of like, dragon that talks. Yeah, she's uh, playing the dragon in that movie, and yeah, I don't know. Aquafina's a great actress, again. So I'm excited for this. I'm down to watch any Disney movie. Is there any word whether or not this one's going to be a musical, or is it just a regular movie i feel like we haven't really heard too much of it and this yeah this was supposed to come out later this year we only have like one poster do we not it is a little weird also because they were they've been talking about luca a lot more like the new pixar movie and there's also soul but they barely talked about soul yeah they had that one trailer of soul that was supposed to come out at the end of the year as well i assume that's going to be pushed back i don't know if it's supposed to be a musical it would be cool if it was a musical though just in typical disney fashion because typically we don't get a musical from Pixar. 
So what would be neat if we got a musical from Ray and the Dragon? Yeah, maybe we'll get more news on this as the months go on. Uh, maybe we can make a quick clarification at the beginning of next episode if we find any research that... Uh, or anybody that writes in to tell us that it is a musical, but... Sorry, Ray of the Dragon is a Disney movie, though, and it's not a Pixar. Yeah, it's Disney, specifically. Okay. I'm saying that Pixar... Doesn't do musicals doesn't do regularly? Doesn't mu- musicals, and Pixar is owned by Disney. So I I do get Soul... Although Soul is supposed to be potentially a musical, actually. The Soul music. So, like, Onward was not a musical. It was no. the other movie that came out this year. And so Coco Soul is probably argue- the closest thing to Coco me. is pretty much a musical. Yeah. Oh, what a great movie. Oh, yeah. I just, there's that, the color of that movie and the way that it's shot in terms of, I don't know, the, the amount of animation work, the detailing. Reminds me of Ghost of Tsushima, oddly enough. Like in terms of like the particle effects and the colors Interesting, and everything. Yeah. Yeah, no, they there was somewhere we saw a making of part of I think it was in the beginning or the end of it was, oh, the, it was the end, end of the movie of yeah. Coco, which was weird. Actually that that doesn't usually happen. Mm-hmm. We we saw a lot of movies that year as an example, and that stood out to me. And the beginning of Coco, if I recall, was also the frozen short. It was the frozen short. So was, was there like, was like a beginning and an end type thing we didn't expect to happen. Yeah. Like, that, stay tuned for the end of to show you what Coco looked like in the studio. Yeah, the Frozen Shore was like 20-something minutes, wasn't it? Like It was like Olaf's big Christmas adventure. It was like yeah. 20 minutes long. I remember like sitting there and being like, I like Frozen, but Jesus Christ, like let me watch this goddamn Pixar movie. Yeah, it was strange. Usually Pixar movies have a short, like a Pixar short. Yeah. And in this case, they said They're only like a couple minutes. No, they're not long. They're There's like a lot of these Pixar film. shorts on Disney+, Plus, by the way, and yeah. they're so amazing. A lot of these Bow. ones. Bow is probably my favorite one. That makes me cry. Like a I know. I cry baby. a lot, too. Dumplings. Yeah. Those poor little dumplings. Okay. Dumpling. Anyway, let's move on to number five. That's what I call you when uh, when you're asleep. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Huh? Never mind. It's quite creepy. No, no. Number five. As website The Verge has reported, Netflix is developing a TV series adaptation of the Capcom horror video game series Resident Evil. The series will be showrun by Supernatural writer and co-executive producer Andrew Dabb and is being produced by the Resident Evil film series production company Constantine Film. The Resident Evil film game and TV show franchise form a sort of connected anthology type series where all of the stories take place in the same complex multiverse. Generally, the story takes place in and around Raccoon City and pose zombies and other supernatural monsters as terrifying opposition to the main protagonists of each narrative. The Netflix show is set to follow relatively new characters Jade and Billy Wesker within two timelines before and years after the T-Virus zombie outbreak. Adrian, what do you think? Okay, so just to clarify, the movies are not directly connected to the game series. They're two separate, like, universes. Right. Like, they don't talk to each other. Nothing that happens in the movies happens in the games and vice versa. So that's one thing I just want to get out of the way. Perhaps. Because... Because if you Google Although it, I read... You are about to say what we Googled. Yeah. And it says that they're canon. It, they're, they're, they might be canon in their own universe... Right. But they're not canon in each other's universes. Right. So that's why a multiverse was used as a word here. Although it's very unusual. This is this reminds me of like Solid State, a snake or something like the, you know, the Metal Gear Solid universe. Yeah. Where it's just incoherent. Confusing as hell. Yeah. I'm, it's too late for me to ever get into Metal Gear. But yeah. So Jade and Billy Wesker. Probably related to Wesker. I forget Wesker's first name. But he's essentially the antagonist in a lot of the Resident Evil games. As well as I think in the movies, eventually he comes in. It's a convoluted mess. Albert Wesker. Albert Wesker. Yes, it's a convoluted mess. He looks like a very classic type villain. Yeah, kind got of in the vein sunglasses. of Ansem or something from Kingdom Hearts. He's got a trench coat on. Trench coat. Yeah, it came out before 
uh, Kingdom Hearts. I don't know, but I, I'm interested in it. I hope they kind of ground it and kind of follow more of the more of the tone of the Resident Evil like two remake, which I really enjoyed. Where it's absolutely just that game is like straight up scary it's it's very 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 terrifying and if they can capture that in the tv show form i would be very like i would like that the movies very quickly fall down like the rabbit hole of being incredibly campy and over the top and ridiculous i mean they made money i think those movies are actually done now i think they did the final chapter and i enjoyed them enough there's what six of them eight of them seven of them it is not a well-regarded series by critics. Let's oh, no, definitely that. not. But they oh, make a goodness. lot of money. I never watched a single one. Did you? Yeah, I did. I watched the first four. Wow. I really liked them as a kid. They're they're pretty good movies, and I hope, again, this TV show kind of goes more towards the, the new reboot games uh, as opposed to the over-the-top uh, movie nature, or the movies that came out before this. The, the games themselves, again, like, I'm not a huge Resident Evil guy. I, I played Resident Evil's 2, like, the remake, 4, 5, 6, and 7. I'm very excited for Resident Evil 8, and I want to play the Resident Evil 3 remake. The, the first one is just tank controls. I, I can't go back and play that. Like, there's, there's, no, there's no way in hell I can ever go back and play that game. I just can't do tank controls. Uh, but again, it's, uh, it's cool. The, the most recent Resident Evil games, again, are more grounded in uh, reality a little bit. Not as, like, over-the-top, like, action hero sort of thing. It's just, you know, scary. They're scary games. I played the entirety of Resident Evil 7 in virtual reality as well, which is one of the most terrifying experiences of my life. And- yeah, when you've described to me the... Resident Evil games. I never got them as an action game. So whenever I saw the Resident Evil movies, I thought they looked terrible. I, I must say, they're not. I had no interest great, in them at but they're all. They're fun, but it looks like just an action movie. They are. The first one is a little bit more on the scarier side, but it very quickly devolves into just like an action movie, like very self-aware, campy sort hmm. of film with very deep and convoluted storylines. To be fair, the games kind of go down that route uh, especially once you get to resident evil like five and six where those games are actually like action heavy like those are resident evil 5 is fun it's like a co-op like you can play the entire game co-op it's more of an action like third person shooter and then resident evil 6 just doubles down on that um which again they weren't very well regarded games i still enjoy them but yeah i i hope they go more towards the resident evil 2 remake and resident evil 7 uh game where it's more scary it's like horror related and yeah this more sort of grounded story we don't need to see like another like people just surviving sort of like walking dead type scenario so i hope they keep that like more ridiculous nature and uh you know do like oh there's the t virus and all this sort of stuff while keeping it a very scary experience i think i just hope that it's good because these movies are not well regarded and is being produced by the same production company that's my mm, yeah. thing that I'm a little worried about. It is so. different uh, creators, though. So, like, they're not using, uh, what's the guy's name? Wes something. He's doing the new Paul one. W.S. Anderson? Yeah, that guy. Like, he made, I think, all of those movies. Uh, it doesn't look like he did them all. At least Direction, anyways. Like, he was away for Resident Evil Extinction. And then Russell Mulcahy? Mulcahy? That seems right. That seems Mul- right. Mulcahy? Yeah. Did that movie. Interesting. And then he came back for Afterlife. He was reborn into the role as director. Oh my goodness. He's actually married to Mila Jovovich. Yeah, Mila Jovovich, is she in anything else? Like- she, fun fact. So she's going to be in the new Monster Hunter movie that he's directing. 
But fun fact, Mila Jovovich is also a vocalist. She is in a few songs by the band Pussifer. Pussifer being like one of Maynard James Keenan, the lead singer of Tool, one of his side projects. Hmm. So she's in a couple of those songs, and uh, they're really, good. really cool. good. I would suggest checking Pussifer out. It's more of like a, it's not like metal or like progressive or anything like Tool is. It's just a, it's just a good band. Some wacky tunes. You do. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for this. Like, not, I excited is not the right word. I'm intrigued. Like, I will watch it when it comes out because I like the Resident Evil universe. I still want to play Resident Evil 3, and I'm excited for Resident Evil 8 coming out. So, again, if it captures that more horror tone, I'd be pleased. Good stuff. Yeah. Cool. Are you at all excited for this? I guess you don't, really. you don't have any attachment to the movies or the games. No, not really. I kind of just asked you which news stories you wanted, and you chose this one. So yeah. I'll, I'll take it. I've, I'm just curious. Again, Constantine, Constantine Film, which I find odd because it shouldn't be films. What do you make one film? It's Constantine Film. Film. No, it's because the Resident Evil movies are just one big film. If you put, if you watch them all back to back to back to back to back, and just I think it's a stress. translation. It's a German no. film company. Uh uh-uh. uh So it could be like no, a it's translation just a one error. big film. Constantine film. Yeah, the Monster Hunter movie is still in that same universe. It's just one continuous film. One film reel. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They're actually just still running off the same film reel, and they've had to keep adding to it. It's a lot of struggle, but they had to do it because of their name. <laughs> They realized the mistake and really wanted to add the S, but the, the German uh, company board was like, nah, nah, you must keep. This is a stupid story. I'm going to move on to the <laughs> montage, a sequence of our show in which I briefly present the week's smaller news stories as Adrian delivers a brisk verdict. Number one, as reported by Variety, Lost in Translation director Sofia Coppola's new film On the Rocks, starring Bill Murray and Rashida Jones, will premiere at the New York Film Festival and then release publicly on the Apple TV Plus streaming service in October 2020. I love Lost in Translation, and the trailer for this movie looks really great. Number two. As noted by Deadline, Apple TV Plus is developing a period drama TV series adaptation of the Sarah Perry novel Essex Serpent, and will star Pirates of the Caribbean actress Kira Knightley in the leading role. Kira Knightley is going to be playing the serpent, actually. I don't believe that's true. Number three. As reported by Deadline, whereas the live-action Disney remake of Mulan will cost $30 in the U.S. on top of the Disney Plus streaming subscription price, in Canada, it will officially cost $35 Canadian on top of our $9 monthly subscription fee when it launches on September 4th. Don't pay for that. Number four. Variety reports that Tool Time duo Tim Allen and Richard Karn are reuniting at the History Channel to develop a new TV series called Assembly Required. Framed as a competition building show, Allen and Karn will also showcase the history of the invention and craft of classic household items. I wonder what the first classic household item is going to be. Number five. According to The Verge, Netflix sci-fi TV series Altered Carbon has been cancelled after two seasons. Dang it. I never watched it. Number six. As reported by Deadline, Netflix and showrunner Molly Smith Meltzer are developing a dramedy TV series called Made that will star The Leftovers actress Margaret Qualley and Love, Simon actor Nick Robinson. Interesting. Will I watch it? Maybe. Stay tuned to find out. Number seven. As noted by website Rotten Tomatoes, the first trailer for Denis Villeneuve's Dune will officially launch at 12 p.m. Eastern time on September 9th. The film is currently still set to release in November. 2020. Is it Dune or is it Dune? Oh my god. Number eight. As reported by Variety, Disney is working on a new Haunted Mansion live-action film based upon the Disneyland theme park attraction of the same name. Eight people died on that theme park attraction. I don't again, I don't think that's that's true. Number nine. As Variety reports, 
Ryan Reynolds is set to star, produce, and co-write a Netflix movie called Upstate. Dark Shadows writer John August will co-write the comedy alongside the Deadpool actor. What is this movie even about? Like upstate New York? It didn't say. Number 10. As noted by Deadline, Universal is making a musical movie adaptation of the Broadway musical Dear Evan Hansen, and a rival actress Amy Adams will star in it. Who's Evan Hansen? And that concludes the montage. That's a montage. Yeah. Anyways, uh, thank you, Simon, for editing that amazing audio uh, clip in uh, to stop the mon- to finish the montage with. I don't know who that whose voice that was, but it was the voice of an angel. You just said that right now in, f- in front of me. Okay, but okay. anyways, Let's move on to the new so releases. We're gonna come. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk about the new releases that are coming out this week. This is actually a pretty uh, pretty, uh, pretty hefty week of movies. Quite a few movies that are coming out. Uh, there's actually a few movies coming out on September the 1st. Uh, the first movie that is coming out is a movie called Immortal. There are a lot of movies by the name of Immortal. There are. There are a lot. However, this one is coming out on uh, video on demand just as like a digital rental. It's a low-budget horror thriller anthology movie that is told in about four parts. And uh, by about, I mean just four parts. The trailer shows the date as well as the website Movie Insider. The trailer looks all right. Not something I'm ever going to watch, but it doesn't look bad. The second movie is The Second. That is coming out on Video On Demand. Um, Did you like use that on purpose to be the second movie because it's called The Second? Did, no. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Smile betrays you. Uh, it, that is a low-budget but pretty fun-looking action flick. The trailer looks all right. I may check it out if I'm just ever in the mood for some sort of like popcorn flick. Like Vivarium. Uh, mindless. That is not a popcorn flick. <laughs> <laughs> that is the opposite of a popcorn flick. But a good movie, though. It's, yeah. Go I loved on. it and hated it. Um, but this is, yeah, it just looks like a fun, like, mindless action movie. Uh, movie Insider and Wikipedia both say that this movie's coming out September 1st. However, on Google, it says December. I'm going to go with the two sources over the one source. So one thing I've been doing is I'm only going to include movies on here with two sources. Because too many times... Has it bitten me in the butt where there's just not enough sources? Like the Duke out. The Duke in, out. I forget the name of the movie. I'm not going to scroll up. <laughs> the, 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 the third movie that's coming out is a movie called Children of the Sea. It's an anime flick with a really nice visual style. It's actually releasing digitally. The Apple TV app and Movie Insider both confirm its release date. You can actually pre-order it on Apple TV um, if you would like to do that. The next movie that's coming out is a movie called Widow's Point. So this one uh, doesn't look great. Um, <laughs> the trailer kind of starts off like it's almost like this indie mockumentary style horror movie. And then some of the scenes in the trailer aren't filmed like they're a mockumentary. So was, I was kind of confused. It's very low budget. It does not look good. It doesn't look good. Hmm. Uh, hmm. This was confirmed by Movie Insider and the Apple TV app as well. Hmm. And then the final movie that is coming out on September 1st, I believe you talked about this. It's a movie called Robin's Wish. This is the movie that details the like final days of Robin Williams. Yes. That documentary. Yep. We did so briefly. It's supposed to come out September 1st, according to Movie Insider, Google, IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes, however, doesn't list a release date, and I have no idea where to where or how to watch this. I looked on the Apple TV Plus app; doesn't pop up as like a pre-order. Some things don't pop up. Like Palm Springs didn't t- pop up. Like yeah, but, but can can you rent Palm Springs in the U.S. or do you have to watch it through Hulu? 
can you rent Netflix original movies? I think you have to get Palm Springs on Hulu. Yeah, so that that's a that's one of them situations. Anyways, so I'm gonna kind of look into Robin's Wish because maybe I'm in the mood to cry. Who knows? I'll find out. That that's it for September first. That's it. We're done. September 1st, we're leaving you behind. We're going on to September 3rd. And the first movie that's coming out is Tenet for the Americans. That is the name of the movie. Quite literally, it's Tenet for the Americans. That's what they called it in America. Sure. Um, the other movie That's that- actually interesting, by the way. I wonder how that's going to launch in the States because I don't think they're ready for it. Me neither. In my opinion. Did you see that there was like a clip of Tom Cruise going to see Tenet? I don't know where he ended Tenet? up. I think he went to the UK. He just got a clip of him like on a, in a taxi or like, I guess he probably doesn't take a taxi. Tom Cruise in a, because I think he's filming Mission Impossible right now in the UK. Oh. So he, he's taking, he's whatever, his limo driver drops him off and then he goes and takes a picture in front of the Tenet sign. That's he's cool. Just, he's in the movie and then somebody asks him, how did you think of the movie? And he's like, it was great. And that was it. That was the clip. <laughs> Tom Cruise, uh, he's a fudgebacker, but I really like him. It's a South Park reference. I know. Uh, the next movie that is coming out for September the 3rd is a Netflix original rom-com of sorts. It's called Love Guaranteed. The trailer is out. I watched the trailer. The trailer shows the entire movie beat by beat. It's one of those movies. However, so this the premise of the movie, I swear to God, there is another movie or they did it. There's a TV show episode of, or something about this. I swear to you. It's about this guy that has gone on like 900-something dates. Um through a dating website called Love Guaranteed, and he wants to sue the dating company because he didn't find love through the website. And this woman that works there is like, you can't sue us, blah, 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 blah. And then there's like a side story with her, how she's like kind of running the website, but she's never online dated. So like her friends are like, what? You never online dated. You got an online date. And long story short. They get together. They get together. Of course they do. Yeah. And Sorry, did you it. watch the movie? No. The trailer shows all of that. Oh, it looks it looks not good. So it sounds like a great it does trailer. Not look like a, no. It sounds like a trailer like Tenet's trailer. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> no, like honestly, I swear to you, I swear to you, there's a movie with this exact same premise. There's something along these lines. Uh, there must be. There must. Be. Anyways, next uh, we're gonna jump forward to September the fourth. Uh, the first one that's coming out is Mulan. Boo! Don't watch it. Don't pay for it. Cause it's not coming out in theaters. No. It's coming out as a $35 rental in Canada and $30 in the U.S. That's $44 Canadian plus taxes. It's forty because oh, it's $9. Added the, added How ridiculous is that? Fuck that. I'm not going to watch that shit. No, you're, you agree with me now. Like yeah. big time. I feel like you got more. I there's got more, more animosity behind this for you than there is for me now. I know. I hate it. I was just boiling over. I don't know. It's just like because we just went to theaters too and it's like the I just feel like they're banning these yeah. theater chains and I don't know. I'm just not a fan. Me neither. It's not a fan of it. Look at us. Look at us. Next movie is a movie called Critical Thinking. It's actually starring and directed by John Leguizamo. And he's a teacher that is trying to inspire a predominantly black and Hispanic class. That's kind of what I understood from it. I just, I briefly looked at it. I, I don't know if that's 100% correct. But that's, those things I think are pretty accurate. This was confirmed by Google Movie Insider and Rotten Tomatoes. Alrighty. As well, I believe there's a trailer out for it. I didn't get around to watching the trailer. The next movie that's coming out is a movie called The Owners. This one um, is actually starring Macy Williams from uh, New Mutants fame. Um, right. <laughs> it's a best known from the movie New Mutants, which just just released. Just released with and... stellar reviews. Oh my god, um, <laughs> I'm so sad about that. I know because the, the issue, like we mentioned it, um, because we wanted the, it to be good. Yeah, because the director's like, this is my movie. Nobody <laughs> had anything to do. with this he's probably like fuck <laughs> he's 
probably so upset. The funny thing is, you said specifically, if this movie's bad now, I know never to watch anything by this director again. Exactly. Ah, and sorry, it's, man. Let's check it. Let's check the final score. Well, not the final score, but the current score for the New Mutants. It is currently a score of twenty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Honestly, that's not too bad. Yeah, it's one percentage above uh, that movie Superman. <laughs> yeah, I'm still gonna watch it in theaters. Um, uh, probably not. I'd the, rather watch some of the, the footage. Peninsula. Some of the clips they've shown. Is, I haven't watched any of the clips anymore. Huh. Okay. Maybe if I go in blind, I'll like it. I don't know. It's still worth a watch. But anyways, this is a like a horror movie starring Macy Williams. It's about these kids that like want to go rob a house um, because they think it's an easy score, but they pick the wrong house because the the owners that are these two old people come home early are blind. And uh, no, but it it did remind me of uh, Don't Breathe. It did remind me of that movie. Uh, this was confirmed by Movie Insider, IMDb, and then I even checked the Apple TV app. Uh, I kind of want to watch this movie. It looks, it just looks like uh, fun. The next movie that's coming out is a movie called Dream Horse. It stars uh, Tony Collette, um, and she plays the horse in the movie. Um, this is confirmed by Movie Insider and uh, Wikipedia. No, it is not. There is no way she stars as a horse. What the? What are you talking about? <laughs> There's no way. Anyways, the next movie that's coming out. Unbelievable. <laughs> it literally says that here. You wrote Tony Collette stars as a horse in this movie. That's who you wrote. I think she's Bojack Horseman. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, man, honestly. Uh, the next movie that's coming out is a movie called Guest House. Uh, this is a raunchy comedy that has Polly Shore and Steve-O in it uh, and a few other people. The trailer looks a little bit odd. Definitely not my cup of tea, but maybe I just... Like, it seems like I'd have to be in a specific mood to watch it. it this was confirmed by Movie Insider and, and the trailer itself. It looks it looks like kind of whatever. I, I feel like if you watch the trailer, they kind of show a lot of the funny beats in the movie. And again, it's just very raunchy sort of humor, which I'm not the hugest fan of. The final movie that is coming out is sorry that's a lie the second final movie that is coming out is a movie called the argument this is a movie about an argument this was confirmed by m.the-numbers.com as well as google and the final movie that's coming out i'll go back i'll actually tell you what the argument's about so the argument is about uh like a couple that is arguing about this party that they had and neither of them are like backing down they're all like no, this is what happened. No, this is what happened. I didn't watch the trailer. This is like it's me just that I read like a line of the movie, and I'm assuming this is what it's about. And you've and, re- written more than the line says. Yeah, like and a line just, says a thousand words. Yeah, the picture. I just looked at a single picture. Was it a picture? Yeah, it was just a one picture. And uh, what was the picture of this? Uh, was it a horse? No, Tony Collette is a horse. Collette <laughs> horse. Like one of those like Animorphs books where. It, like the yeah, that's actually the the image she was arguing. Of, yeah, Dream Dream Wars is actually an Animorphs book, and the cover of the movie is Tony Collette slowly turning into a horse. Ah, uh, okay. Anyways, uh, this argument movie again. It's a bit of an argument. Yada yada yada. They decide to recreate the part the evening of the party to determine who was right about the argument. What's the argument about? I don't know, and I don't care to find out. Whether Tony Collette is playing a horse or not. Yeah. In Dream Horse. Uh, and finally, the last movie that's coming in, and I wanted to leave this one for last because this one actually is something I want to watch. It's a movie called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. It's based on a book 
This is a Netflix original movie directed by Charlie Kaufman. The description of the movie says, Full of misgivings, a young woman travels with her new boyfriend to his parents' secluded farm. It's kind of like a horror thriller movie. Currently, I don't know if there's any reviews out for it, uh, like like a Rotten Tomatoes score out for it, but everything I've read about it is positive. So there might be a Rotten Tomatoes score. Uh, there wasn't one when I wrote that movie down because I wrote that down a few days ago. It stars Jesse Plemons and David Thewlis, actually, of uh, Fargo Season 3 fame, his best-known role. And Tony Collette. Tony Collette, yeah, she plays the horse in at the farm. <laughs> She's actually in the movie. Yeah, I'm not t- even, I'm not yeah, I know. She plays the horse at the farm. It's a secluded farm. She's not playing a horse. Tony yeah. Collette is a great actress. She is fantastic. Stop with this hogwash. It's, it's actually 86% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's getting uh, good reviews. But yeah, it's coming out on Netflix on the 4th, so I may actually uh, take time to watch that one. Not gonna, I'm not going to guarantee that I'm going to watch it, but I may take the time to watch it, and I'll get back to you. Very exciting. That is every single movie. That is coming out this week. Except for the movie you forgot, I'm sure. Ah, uh, you know, maybe. One or two. I didn't forget. The most MD- reliable re- resource on the internet, m.the-numbers.com. Right. Forgot. Of maybe course. it screwed me over again. Who knows? Of course. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? This, World, uh, this marks the end of our episode. Oh my goodness. Uh, I do believe. And uh, the end. I do appreciate you coming on the show once again, Adrian, Who? to co-host oh. Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. You're welcome. I also appreciate you, listener listening right now thank you me again like i've been listening no the listener well i don't know maybe you're listening to the podcast back afterwards through apple podcasts or some such but oh, I'm, yeah i'm talking it could be you we're on apple podcasts as well as spotify correct we are that's also what i was going to mention we are on apple podcasts and spotify and tune in radio google play and google play Although Google, Google Play Podcasts. is going away, so it's Google Podcasts, I would say. Mm. We will release episodes every Monday for the mm. foreseeable future. And I thank you for listening to the ninth episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and this is Adrian Pinter, signing off. Hey guys, it's me, Adrian. Uh, I'm signing off as well, but there's always one thing that I want to let you uh, know before I sign off. And uh, can you guess what that is? I'll give you a second. You guessed right. Batman v Superman is a good movie. Anyways, take care. Goodbye. Take care.